Samantha Chicken. He is Marcus the Mad Dog Haugen. Hello. April 5th, 7.06 p.m. 2022. Two days away from the start of the Major League Baseball season. This league is major, and we are talking baseball. How's it going, Marcus? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to get this ramp back up. It looked for a second there like it was going to be tough to get started. Yeah, but it's looked like they're only missing a week, and we'll have 162 mm-hmm. games. And uh, both of us are wearing SDs on our hat, which stands yeah. for standard definition. Hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, I get a lot of small dick, but it's not <laughs> true. Yeah, a lot of people pointing at you in the street. It's, it's unfortunate. Every San Diego Padre fan has to deal with that. Yeah, it's really, they're more persecuted than any uh, demographic I know. (laughs) The most persecuted demographic, for sure. Uh, Yeah, we'll start with the San Diego Padres. So, um, I guess the big news with them in this offseason was Fernando Tatis Jr., last year's runner-up to the NL MVP, maybe. I think Bryce Harper won it, right? He was close. He was in the running. Fernando Tatis Jr., but um, uh, he hurt himself in a motorcycle accident, right? Yeah. Uh, It's sad and stupid, but I feel like it's also like young guys with a lot of money who want to enjoy themselves. So it's just like, I feel like, honestly, probably just part of pro athletes being pro athletes. Yeah. Tatis going to Tatis. So how long is he out for? Uh-oh, I think I lost. Are you still audio. there? I see you and hear you. Have you Let me lost? see if I do this. If it's going to Yeah. Technical okay. difficulties. Do you hear me? Yes, I do hear you now. Okay, great. Uh, so, Tatis is injured. How long is he supposed to be injured for? I think it's like three-ish months, about half the season. Mm. Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, this season, I don't know if they were considered contenders before that or or what. No, I think that, like, you know, there was all this hype last year about all their additions, and it didn't really come together the way they hoped it would. And so I think people are sort of viewing them as sort of a mid-tier. Certainly wouldn't surprise anyone if they made the playoffs, but not a true contender. Did he ever end up getting shoulder surgery? I don't think so. I don't think he did. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is a good time to do it. I don't know. You would think. I feel like he's 
seems to just have this mentality of like, I'm just going to play through this. I'm just going to do stuff. At least what I heard even about the motorcycle thing is that if he had just gone to a doctor right away, he wouldn't have missed any time, but he refused. Oh man. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to like, I'm sure he didn't want the team to know about it, which I get, but uh, yeah. you know, when you're dealing with these like big league ball clubs in any sport, they have the best like, medical staff and they're willing to pay for anything. So just got to do it as soon as possible. Well, with him gone, um, what's let's go through their, um, their like starting lineup, I guess, for uh, what it most likely will be starting with catcher. Um, Yeah. Why don't you go kind of list it off position by position as best as you know? Um, I'm just going to pull up my roster resource page mm. and cheat. What is that? Is that the site rosterresource.com? Um, well, it used to be its own thing. Now it's on fangraphs.com, but they just are released relatively quick to sort of update projected lineups, who's going to make the team and stuff like that. Ah. Fangraphs still looks the same after all these years. Yes. I, I think there's probably some just sort of nostalgia factor where they're like we certainly could yeah update but <laughs> that's not what the people want that's you know that's that's baseball it's 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 all about whether it should play to the nostalgia that the old fans like or try to get new kids but i think they realize that that <laughs> that us old farts we like that tan and green yeah and there's also just no kids interested in baseball so it's a wasted <laughs> effort anyway Right, right. They're going to try. They're having games on Amazon Prime this year because all the kids are just, uh, you know, they're just scrolling through Amazon Prime and they'll be like, what is this basketball? Oh, I guess I'll stop shopping for my school pencils. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Padres lineup. The catcher is going to be Austin Nola, Mm -hmm. who was a acquisition from the Mariners a while ago. I think right. he's sort of journeyman-ish. He's a pretty good catcher. Uh, I think more in offense than like a truly like prolific defensive one. But I, you can win with Austin Nola as a mm-hmm. catcher. So and I know they have uh, in their farm system, probably their second best prospect now is Luis Camposano. Yes. Um, but didn't he play some major league games a year ago or two years ago uh i think he did i think yeah. you're right um yeah he his mlb service time is 0.095 so he has appeared in some games okay. <laughs> maybe one game in what in one game oh, okay <laughs> 0.095 games not 0.095 seasons okay so okay so he, he appeared in a game but he's when is he expected to come up I think uh, there's not much left he needs to prove. I think they just sort of have a log jam at catcher right now, which they were mm-hmm. sort of trying to diffuse and may even still trade one of these guys. Um, but right now they just have a lot of catcher guys. They have Victor Caratini, who is Hugh Darvish's personal catcher, so it's very hard to get him off the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they traded for former top prospect Jorge Alfaro from the Marlins last year. Uh, And I think he's out of, they can't send him down to the minor leagues because of how long he's been out. Okay. So 
they're just kind of stuck with these guys until they can find someone interested. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I guess if, um, if they're not competitive this year, they may not bring up Luis Camposano, but it might, I don't know. Yeah. I guess like, what are you going to do with Nola and Caratini and those guys? If, if they're, they're up. All right. So first base, uh, we still got, um, Hosmer. Yes, that's right. Eric Hosmer, at least roster resource has him platooning with Jorge Alfaro, which is interesting. Mm, uh, that is interesting. Neither one of those, I mean, neither of them are very good. Uh, yeah, Hosmer wasn't very good last year. No, I think he was just about like basically zero wins above replacement, about as mediocre as you can get. <laughs> uh, the definition of, yeah, replacement yeah. level. Wow. Uh, fall from grace because two years ago he was he was he was he was doing pretty well. He was decent. I think he, I think we see less of it now. But he was like sort of at that tail end of that sort of trend where like teams who hadn't been competing would overpay for mm-hmm. like a pretty good player just to sort of signal to the actual players they wanted like hey we're spending we're going for it and he's one of those and it's just. Has the deal has not aged well? Yeah, how many years does he have left on that contract? I think it's four years and fifty-six million. Oh god, <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, well, next, well, a year from now, we'll be having the same discussion. Yeah, I think it's pretty unlikely that they can get rid of him, but they're going to keep trying. Yeah. Second base, all-star Jake Cronenworth. Yes, uh, little slap-hitting Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> <laughs> the slap happy, um, slap happy Jake. Uh, actually, ended up being like a. I think he was a throw in when they acquired Blake Snell, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, ended up being like a really nice. Oh wait, he might have been part of the Hunter Renfro trade. Yeah, they trade it, with the Rays a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I mean, I guess actually they've done pretty well in their trades with the Rays. Uh, unlike a lot of teams who always, like end up losing the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do bad at that. They just like have a very strange way of building a roster where they get a lot of redundant pieces for some reason. Mm. And then third, Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Yes. Manny Machado, uh, their first superstar before Tatis sort of broke out. Mm-hmm. Um, still a very good player. Um, I... My understanding is that because they're putting humidors in every ballpark this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Just for cigar um, smoking. Yes. In the uh, so everyone's going to get cigars, uh, <laughs> and Manny's the biggest smoker on the team, so yeah. he may be incapacitated a little bit, <laughs> right. packing up his lung in the dugout. <laughs> um. But I, my understanding is like the way it works is like it just stabilizes humidity. It's just the only places they've used it before are ones where uh, it sort of tapered down how far the ball went. But when they use it in San Diego, it's going to suck a lot of water out of the air because the park's on the water. And so you might actually expect to see some of these guys hit more home runs. So wait, it's, it's a humidor. It's like, this isn't, this is not what, um, or is it what they did in Colorado, like a few years for a few years? I think it the- is. It's like the way they um, store the balls, right? 
Um, but like, you know, in these parks where there's like a ton of moisture in the air, the ball, it, it's leather, like it absorbs some of it. It gets sort of soggier. It doesn't travel as far. Mm. And so in the case of San Diego, if what they're trying to do is just sort of uh, make the storage more uniform. So every ball is essentially like stored in the same conditions. Okay. And in the case of San Diego, that means it's going to be less damp and travel farther. Okay. So that, that must be very interesting for fantasy, which we'll get to, but like, so players who previously played in a, in a moist environment should be, yes. should hit better. And I guess mm-hmm. vice versa. So will they in like some Midwestern, um, like say the St. Louis Cardinals in Bush stadium, are they going to moisten the balls? Um, I mean, I think they're, like, they on probably a have a lot of humidity. Yeah. 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 Bad example. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, you know, like Colorado or Arizona are good examples of like, uh, they're so dry and that's actually conducive to the ball traveling farther. So in that case, you put them in the humidor, it's set to this standard level of moisture, which is higher than it would be versus mm. San Diego where it's lower science they gotta do like yeah. a reboot of mr wizard <laughs> so, <laughs> that'll get kids interested in baseball yeah kids go nuts for wizards <laughs> you go nuts for wizards that's yeah just make yeah make them think it's magic and harry potter and they'll they won't even know that they're actually learning science oh yeah you, you know what what's that saying where it's like uh there's some sort of of saying about the line between like super advanced technology and magic i don't i wish i could remember it off the top of my head but it's like oh. essentially that they're the same thing yeah to the person who doesn't know how it works yeah. yeah yeah and then i think they like you um that's a theme that's come up in star trek a few times mm. where like you come up they come across a civilization that's like in their version of like the f- the fifth century or something and to them all this stuff is magic and it's a witch you know yeah um i like the space lincoln episode (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i need to watch that i haven't seen that one in a very long time but it's awesome it's 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 like a uh the survivor series (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view Yeah, it's so good. That first Star Trek is just so wacky. I know. Like, oh my god! I used to like when I first got into it. It was this one day, like a, a, a job I had a very long time ago, and just one day I just like didn't feel like going in, stayed mm-hmm. home, and there was like you know reruns on probably BBC America or something. Uh, this was in maybe like two thousand seven, and oh. and just. And I see this wacky one. It was one, I think it had to do with like Native Americans. It probably doesn't play well if I'm to watch it again, but it was just, it's like, this is what they do on Star Trek. <laughs> but, it, but it was awesome. And yeah, Space Lincoln. Um, I got to, I got to watch some Space Lincoln, folks. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of Space Lincoln, who's the shortstop yes. for the, the Padres in the, in the absence of Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, that's going to be Haseong Kim mm-hmm. uh, to start the year. Uh, a very exciting acquisition from Korea last year, who I think, like a lot of uh, 
East Asian players kind of struggled his first year with the velocity of the pitches over mm-hmm. here. Um, so I think they are cautiously optimistic that this year is going to go a lot better. Like he was a very good player in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. I know he was considered one of their best prospects and I guess he, he, it'll be interesting when Tatis comes back because last year he played in the outfield, right? Yes. The end of the season is, do you know what the plan is for him going forward? If I had to guess, um, he's going to be sort of a utility guy. I think yeah. that part of the roster construction here is that they really like these multi-position guys. Cronenworth uh, can play all over the infield. Haseon Kim is pretty versatile. A uh, mystery player we'll be talking about later is also sort of a utility type. Okay. Uh, so I do think that there is a preference like in the front office for that flexibility. Um, they're also... I think Haseon Kim is probably the starter to begin the year, but there have been whispers that they may uh, let CJ Abrams break camp or he'll be up pretty quickly, which would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Cause he's their top prospect and still and like a top five prospect in all of baseball. Yeah. It, very good. I, you know, everyone's so excited about uh, what's his name. Uh, Bobby Witt jr. On the Royals, but uh, they're, pretty similar skill sets. It's just Abrams has been hurt. So I think didn't get quite the amount of attention, but I think either one of them would be a, could be a very special player really quickly. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see where Haseong Kim ends up playing and where Tatis plays. If Abrams plays short, or maybe they there's, they might move him to second and who knows, everybody will just play everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I know sort of that they view the like big weakness on this roster still as sort of outfield offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if like, you know, Haseon Kim's hitting, they may just pop him out there and then, you know, Abrams sort of takes over short. And I don't know, there's definitely room to sort of get these guys who can't hit out of the lineup. But, yeah. yeah. So, so with without Tatis and Abrams, who are the outfielders as of now? Uh, it's Jerks and Profar and left. Okay, who is the other mystery utility type player? <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, the big reveal, Jerks and Profar. The big reveal. It's what everyone tunes in for. Larry at the athlete is. <laughs> oh, when will they talk about Jerks and Profar? <laughs> Well, we did uh, at uh, yeah. at the 19 minute mark of this episode. Yeah, so, the, like if you want, if you want to skip ahead and 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 you know just skip all the preamble that's boring and get to the jerks and profile part. Yeah, go to the that can be in the episode notes. Yeah, just <laughs> one one note. 19 minutes jerks and profile. <laughs> Who um. Is young, right? And uh, he's uh, how did he? No. He did okay the last year or two, right? Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he's not so young anymore. He's twenty nine years old. Um, he's just like was a top prospect forever who kept getting hurt, and I think it just sort of at this point he is what he is. He's sort of a you know middling hitter with a lot of defensive versatility, right? Um, you know, I think probably if you played all year, you'd get, you know, 10 to 15 home runs, 10 to 15 steals, and a pretty unexciting like batting average. 
Yeah, he'd make that illustrious 10 to 15, 10 to 15 club. Oh, yeah. I think it's just him and Barry Bonds would be in there. <laughs> um, uh, then uh, right field is Will Myers, who mm-hmm. uh, certainly has had some up and downs, uh, both career-wise and on the Padres. I think yep. he was like one of those guys who like seemed like he was sort of reaching another level in 2020. And then I think we all sort of found out, oh, that's a small sample issue. Mm. Yeah, but, 2020, you know, a lot of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think many of them really held up, uh, is my understanding. Uh, but, you know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. Uh, it, just like a very sort of average guy, basically. Like, it's fine if I mean, like his name is Will Myers. His name is Will Myers, yes. so he's got to be average. Yeah, please. There's never like a sort of nefarious Will Myers or like a, some sort of mega god Will Myers. It's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have a friend he named Will his... Myers. Oh, do you? No, I said if you have a friend named Will Myers. If you have a friend. Like, that's... If you have a friend named Will Myers, let him know that <laughs> he's right in the middle if you had to rank your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not your best friend. But also, like, you know, not an acquaintance. More no, than no, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, center field, who we got? Center field is Trent Grisham, mm-hmm. who is still relatively young, a sort of promising athletic player who gets her too much. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. That's uh. Yeah. There's a lot of athletes like that. I guess um. Hopefully not C.J. Abrams. Yeah, I hope not, too. They seem to be a little bit snake bit with this injury stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, and then what? rounding out the roster, the starting rotation, you got Blake Snell. You got- or we have, we have DHs this year. Oh, my God. This is, <laughs> this is, this is breaking news, right? And NLDHs. So who's, who's yeah. going to be DHing? He's here, uh, Luke Voigt, who they just got from the Yankees oh, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, who I think he's a fun player. He's like, you know, not a top prospect pedigree, kind of broke out late. Mm-hmm. Sort of a big, slow guy who's perfectly suited to be a DH. So, yeah, it, I think it's a great fit for especially a team that is probably a little light on offense right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so now we're going to get to the starting rotation. Yes. Okay. There's Blake Snell. There's you, Darvish. Yes. yes. Um, is is Clevenger still on the team? Clevenger is coming back from Tommy John, but now he has a leg injury, so he's uh, going to start the year on the injured list. Is it because they took a ligament out of his leg for his elbow? Um, you know, I'd have to check with the doctors on that one. <laughs> yeah, that that would be such a shame. That's the perfect you rob Peter to pay Paul example. Mm-hmm. They just and then you know they like pull another another ligament out of his back to fix the leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and then in the end, he's just like some amorphous blob. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if he got to still pitch. If he could still pitch, if he could still throw the heater. Yeah. Um, that would get, yeah, that he, would get kids interested in baseball, I think. 
if there was some sort of blob man who could throw <laughs> like 95 miles an hour, yeah, I probably think they would tune in for that. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't thought of this. Manafort needs to, he needs to think outside the box or outside yeah, the, the diamond. Yeah, the marketing is so, it's just a bunch of Will Myers's in the marketing part. <laughs> um, okay, so, so not him as of now. Who are some of the other starters? Uh, and we or. have Joe Musgrove, who mm-hmm. it might be their best pitcher. Wow. Um, he really broke out last year. I think people have been anticipating that for a while. Um, they recently sort of got in on the Oakland A's fire sale and acquired mm-hmm. Sean Manaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, excited for that. He's like another guy who's been snake bitten by injuries, but it's a lot of pitchers. And then uh, they actually gave like a pretty sizable contract to this guy, Nick Martinez, who came over from Japan. And I'm not super familiar with, but I've heard generally good things from, I guess, like Padres beat reporters and such. Okay. Um, we'll be keeping an eye out for Nick Martinez. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I'm making an assumption here, but from that name, he's not Japanese. Um, he's not. So he uh, must've, I guess not made the majors early on in his career and had to go to Japan. And then let's see, he was a Rangers pitcher from 2014 to 2017 and was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like maybe figured some stuff out in Japan and now he's back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. Let's, let's hear it for Nick Martinez. Yeah. Okay. And, um, Notable arms in the bullpen? Uh, notable arms in the bullpen. We have uh, Denelson Lamette, who is like a very fun player. He gets just crazy oh, yeah. uh, move on his pitches. Former starter, Denelson Lamette. Yeah, I remember. Um, and, you know, not even like an unsuccessful starter. He just kept getting hurt. And so I think the thought is it's like, let's let him face three guys and strike them all out and, <laughs> call it a day before his elbow snaps off. Yeah. That's how I treat Um, my work day. Yeah. You know, just go in for a ninth of the work day, be like, oh, I don't want to risk getting hurt. Call it. (laughs) Right. It comes out to probably about 50 50 minutes of of work. Yeah. But, I mean, it's high-velocity work. You know, you're not holding anything back during those 50 minutes. (laughs) No, no. I'm just... Just, just storming through and writing lines of code. Yeah, just pounding on your keyboard, breaking, <laughs> snapping off keys. <laughs> yeah, and if you're Mariano Rivera, you just hit the same key over and over again. Oh yeah, it's you know, sometimes I wonder if he ever got bored. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I do. At, at some point, if he was ever like, ah, oh, you know, it'd be cool to have. To have a screwball. <laughs> yeah, or God, could you imagine if he threw that cutter one pitch and then threw a knuckleball the next pitch? <laughs> That'd be like that's like um I used to always do that in like those MLB video games. I'm like, this guy throws a 99 mile an hour fastball in a knuckleball. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Yeah. That's that's some range. Yeah. Basically unhittable. Mm-hmm. Um also in the bullpen, we have Robert Suarez, who is another 
uh, acquisition from Japan, who at least a lot of people are sort of thinking he might end up being their main closer, which would be interesting. Um, but again, I don't know a ton about him other than that he's a recent acquisition from Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Emilio Pagan has been with the Padres for a few years. He has very good pitches and also gives up a lot of home runs. So he's a very volatile player. Yeah, um, I give up even more with the humidor this year. Honestly, it might be really bad for him. He could have a pretty tough time. Uh, and then uh, Chris Paddock is probably going to be in the bullpen this year. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Him in, that, in 2020, when they were in the playoffs, it was like Lamette and Paddock were basically their only pitchers. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was hurt. <laughs> yeah. All right, so sounds like a very Will Myers-esque team. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the pitchers are pretty interesting. Like, mm-hmm. there's certainly some guys who have had some real highs. I know, like, you know, Blake Snell, former Cy Young winner. Mm-hmm. I think you Darvish has won one as well, mm-hmm. uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, and then, you know, Musgrove, Manaya, like, it should be a very strong starting rotation. I think they just always end up getting hurt. Right. So if they could stay healthy and, um, you know, kind of play a, maybe a little bit above 500 until Tatis gets back, maybe get C.J. Abrams, maybe some good things happen. Yeah, I think... You know, it certainly wouldn't be surprising if they're a wild card team. I think for them to go deep in the playoffs, there would have to be like some real changes. Right, right. All right. So let's talk about the rest of the league. You have a fantasy draft on Friday. You're going to miss a few days of the season, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Now, in that league, which is, um, you said it's a draft and hold league, right? That's right. So I picked 40 players probably about a month ago, and those are the only 40 players I get. Wait, this is, um, I mean, I'm talking about the league that you, uh, oh, your, your, your yearly league. Right? I see. Um, the yearly league is a daily moves league. So oh, okay. that one is, you know, classic pickup drop. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So in that league, is it a keeper? Uh, we get three keepers every year. So who are you keeping? Uh, I kept Trey Turner, mm-hmm. uh, Shane Bieber, mm-hmm. Trevor Rogers, and Chris Sale. That's four. Oh wait, you're right. We get four. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> okay. We get we get four, but you can only hold them for three years. So this is like. Uh. The second time I've kept Trey Turner, I'll probably keep him one more year, and then he has to be released out into the wild. Yeah. Uh, Trey Turner, um, he's um, was is a shortstop, right? Or third baseman? Uh, he, I think he's transitioned to being a second baseman when he got traded to the Dodgers. Right. Um, right, so he's still on the Dodgers, unlike... Yes. Um, you know, the, the, I know I've I know I say in the beginning that I know sports and I do, mm-hmm. but who is the shortstop that from last year on the Dodgers that's now on the Mariners? Um, I think you're thinking of Corey Seager, who's on the Rangers. Oh, yep, yep, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
who who also have uh, Simeon from the Blue Jays. They did. They also acquired Simeon. Yeah, not Trevor Simeon, the quarterback, but um, no, I think they cut him in camp. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so you have Trey Turner, uh, Shane yes. Bieber, who is mm-hmm. pitcher on the Reds, uh, Cleveland Guardians. Got it. So Ohio, close. I, I was close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Chris Sale, yes, also a pitcher on the Red Sox. Yes, get nailed it. <laughs> uh, and then who is your fourth keeper? Uh, Trevor Rogers, who's like a young pitcher on the Miami Marlins. Okay. Which I was totally going to guess. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So in, in this type of league, in, uh, in your classic le- daily moves league, by far the number one player, uh, at least going into the season, has got to be Shohei Otani, right? That's right, yeah. Because yeah. you can sort of toggle him back and forth between pitcher and hitter. Now, in a, in a draft and hold, um, are you able to use him in both spots? I think you can. I think that like uh, most draft and holds are weekly moves leagues, so it's really not advantageous for you to put him in there as a starting pitcher. Right. So, so you can, but basically, you're only going to use him as a hitter. Yeah, I guess unless it's like a maybe it's when it's a week that you know he's going to get two starts. Yeah, I mean it certainly. Uh, I think what I heard is that like last year he was the number six hitter and the number thirty pitcher. So okay, so really you never want to miss the six. The six best six hitter best is just hitter. so valuable as a hitter. You got to play. Him as yeah, a hitter. yeah. Does he hit on the days that he starts? Yeah, they actually just changed the rules for this. Oh. Um, so he does hit on the day hit on the days he starts, and now uh, when he's pulled out of the game as the pitcher, he can stay in the game as a DH. Okay, so he's he's always just and when he's pitcher, he's he's pitching. He's the DH, and then when he's pulled out as the pitcher, he stays in as DH. Where before, yes. if he was pulled out as the pitcher, he was out of the out of the game for the day. So, That's right. so they would probably, I don't know, not hit or, or, or it was just that he was pitching and DHing until he was pulled. I mean, there may have been some strategy of like, Oh, if we leave him in, we can get him one more at bat and his bat is super valuable. Yeah. But um, in general, it was just like, Oh, we're missing out on, you know, three to, you know, I guess like, you know, three, four innings of our one our best hitter, basically, every time he pitches. Yeah. Pretty amazing um, mm. what he's, what he's really. doing. Yeah. Really incredible player. Yeah, and if he could stay around, I mean, I think, you know, assuming he's healthy, the hitting should still be there. Um, you know, maybe he'll be the 10th best hitter, but up in the upper echelons, and then yeah. what I guess is maybe more var- variable is the, his pitching. Yeah, I think, you know, pitchers just ha- in general have more variance year to year, but mm-hmm. he certainly has the skills to at least be a top 30 pitcher again. So in, in a draft and hold league where you don't really get that advantage of having him pitch, uh, who generally <laughs> goes, goes first in drafts? Um, 
in that case, it's Trey Turner because of the uh, mix of power and speed. He hits for a very high average, and then he's on the Dodgers, so he picks up a lot of like runs and RBIs because mm-hmm. of the people around him in the lineup. And and he's a middle infielder, <clears throat> so a bit of a premium position. Yes. That came. That must have. That's fairly new, I guess, because like last going into the season, it probably you know the top guys were like Tatis and Ron Acuna Jr. Is Ron Acuna Jr. Yeah. back? Um, I think he's missing a month or so, and there seems to be some concerns that um, I think he hurt his shoulder. I think, and they're worried that he's not going to want to steal because um, he's not going to want to hit the ground mm-hmm. and possibly re hurt the shoulder. <laughs> right, which is a big part of his value. Yeah, and so those guys, if they were completely he- like healthy, I think you put them above Trey Turner. Um, but just where we're at, I think it's like Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Juan Soto mm-hmm. in there. Um, Juan Soto's like I think consistently a like first round pick. It, the big challenge with him is that he doesn't steal at all. And so mm-hmm. uh, you always have to pay a tax for players who steal bases because they're rare. So some people probably get a pretty good value on one Soto because he doesn't run. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, continuing to talk about the Braves, um, interesting offseason in that <laughs> Freddie Freeman left. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they were kind of playing it. It, it was very weird because I, I understand that they didn't want He's, you know, he's over 30. They didn't want yes. to like sign him to a, like a 10 year deal at such a high price, but he ended up not signing for that because he probably <laughs> waited too long to sign. And if, I don't know if the Braves had signed him for that contract, it might've made more sense. And then they wouldn't have had to give up any assets for um, Matt Olson, who they traded for from, the A's. Yeah. I also like, if I were a Braves fan, I would be concerned um, with the fact that they weren't willing to sort of, you know, a guy in his younger years gave you more value than you paid him for. And so then you overpay him as he's winding down, like Mm -hmm. basically like the Kobe Bryant pillow deal. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, if I'm Acuna or Ozzy Albies, like I'm maybe more willing to, make an exit when I know that the Braves don't show that kind of loyalty to their players. Yeah. Especially him. who was such a fan favorite and Atlanta mm-hmm. guy and MVP, uh, two years ago. Yeah. He's just, just coming off of the face series. of the franchise. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. But are they still, I, I guess they're still, especially with Acuna coming back, um, one of the favorites. Yeah. And I mean, Matt Olson yeah. is right. Maybe like, half a step behind Freddie Freeman, but very comparable player. So they didn't lose a ton there. Right. Now, um, let's, let's uh, go through the rest of your draft and hold team um, or all of your draft and hold team and sure. then kind of go through some of those players and some of those teams. So your, uh, first of all, it was, it was a snake draft. Yes. And where where were you picking? I think I was picking um, sort of in the middle, like eight or nine. Okay. So who was your first pick? 
my first pick was Bo Bichette, who's the shortstop for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Son of Dante. Son of Dante oh, Bichette. Son of Dante. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I guess that um, also allowed the Blue Jays to trade Marcus Simeon or not re-sign Marcus Simeon. Who, I mean, last year he played second anyway, right? Or third? Um, I think he was second mostly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, such an exciting team, the Blue Jays. Uh, are they supposed to kind of continue where they left off? Yeah, I think what people are expecting is this might be the year they finally like break through and win the AL East. Mm-hmm. Although they uh, did lose like Simeon and Robbie Ray, right? Yes, but they I guess they brought in Matt Chapman, who's a very good player. Uh-huh. Uh, and they brought in Kevin Gossman. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I think a lot of people feel like uh, they signed Yusei Kikuchi from the Mariners, who sort of fits the Robbie Ray blueprint of like, just start throwing your stuff down the middle because no one can hit it versus trying to nibble around uh-huh. and walking people. Now, Robbie, um, so I think uh, I was going to say Robbie Ray is on the Mariners, right? Yes, okay. he's on the Mariners now. Got it. So, continue what you were saying about um, this new pitcher that they have. Oh, I mean, that was more or less it. Is like I feel like they, he, you can see sort of the blueprint of what people are hoping they'll do if you say Kikuchi. Mm-hmm which is just give him the Robbie Ray treatment. I, w- I want the Robbie Ray treatment. <laughs> Sounds oh, nice. Oh, I mean, you got to stop nibbling around the edges of the zone. But I can't. It's so it's so tasty, and, like, I can't wait for just that meat of the plate. I just got to nibble in mm. advance. Yeah, see, easier said than done. It's so easier said than done. It's, <laughs> it's tough to not nibble. Um, okay, your second pick? Uh, my second pick was Sandy Alcantara who is a pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Mm-hmm. One of their, they have, uh, and, it seems, it sounds like they have a bunch of young arms that have just come. Yes. Uh, they're, that was, they really like built up this real stable of young pitching prospects. Some of them, like all pitchers have gotten like hurt and kind of derailed that way, but they have a lot of young talent there. Uh, and then Derek Jeter, didn't want to work with them anymore because <laughs> no, they didn't did want to spend money. Yeah. Uh, where is Dark Jeter these days? Just, just he's at home. Just at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went home. Sending out his gift baskets. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's kind of disappointing because they built up like this stable of young talent, and then they're not actually willing to go for it. Yeah, Marlins but, always very strange as far as what they yeah. do organizationally. Uh, okay, let's keep going down the list. Your next pick. Um, the next pick. Ooh, they're not organized this way, so I'm not exactly sure who number three was. Um, would it be easier if I just sort of gave you like the notable players yeah. in each position? Yeah, let's go through your roster. Okay, so at catcher I have. I guess the starter would be Dalton Varsho for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then backing him up, I have Luis Torrens and Eric Haas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Varsho is, uh, I think, a desirable player because they think he's not going to actually play catcher that much. Oh, he's, oh, he's great. Yes. 
uh, so you can snag some extra playing time that way. Right. At f- uh, and at first base. At first base is CJ Crone for the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. Uh, backing him up, Bobby Bradley for the Cleveland Guardians and Yoshi Satsugo from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, and those guys, honestly, like any one of them could end up being the best player at that position this year. Not like any of them are, you know, great. Mm-hmm. Just, just, um, yeah. You got to yeah. spend the big bucks on the premium positions and take your first baseman later. Yeah, especially it's, you feel like it goes up and down, but like this year, it's just so deep. There's so many just okay ones that mm. if you don't get Matt Olson or like Freddie Freeman, you're like, what's the difference between Josh Bell and CJ Crone? <laughs> Not that much. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of your catchphrase. <laughs> Let's see if I can say that catchphrase again. What's the difference okay. between CJ something and Josh Crone? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, who's 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 at second base for you? Uh, second base is Whit Merrifield. Little Whit Merrifield, the base stealing god. The base stealing god. How many steals does he generally get? I mean, last year he had forty, which was sort of weird. He's a weird player. He's not actually that fast. Um, I feel like his sprint speed is. I mean, that's not really the most predictive stat anyway, but like, I think he's like, you know, around like 70 or in the 60th percentile of sprint speed. Mm. So he's just like very crafty. Yeah. So fast, but not blazing. No. Um, And then backing him up, I have Jeff McNeil from the Mets and Tommy Lestella for the Giants. Mm -hmm. Now the Mets were big spenders this summer and, um, Supposed to compete, but then you know, Jacob Degrom is going to miss miss some time with an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Scherzer is missing his first start. I don't know how bad that injury is, but very disappointing for Mets fans. Yeah, I, Mets are going to Mets. <laughs> Mets going to Mets. That's what you always say. Yeah, that's my catchphrase. <laughs> okay, I'll try to say it. Yes, try to <laughs> fit, fit it in one more time. Oh, say it. Yeah, uh, Mets are gonna Josh something <laughs> crone. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, who's 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 on third? Uh, third is a bit of a mishmash. I have Adalberto Mondesi, who's also a Royal. Uh, I have Mike Mustakas, who's a Cincinnati Red. Former and I have, mm-hmm, and I have Eugenio Suarez, a former Red, who's now in Seattle. Oh, Seattle, also a team that's did a lot, made a lot of moves in the offseason. Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I really appreciate, I feel like uh, Seattle and San Diego are the two teams where it's like, you know, they're always doing stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not always smart, but they're always doing a thing, which is cool. Yeah, (laughs) they're always doing something. That's it's it's like uh, in basketball, when you don't have the ball, you want to it's if you always got to be moving and cutting. Yes, it's true. Just like through pure motion, they're going to give themselves scoring opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) So is Kyle Singler still on the team or was he moved? No, he actually retired. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, I, that sounds familiar now. And I was—I remember being surprised at that because he's not that old. No, I think he's like thirty-three or something. Yeah. Then uh, I heard somewhere someone sort of pitched, like, "Why doesn't he just come out of retirement and play with his brother in Texas, where they need a third baseman?" But he's, I think maybe he's just like, "I don't want to play baseball anymore," yeah. which is fair. He's—he's he's the Tom Brady of baseball. Yeah, I guess, except for the coming back part. <laughs> yeah. Maybe or, he'll come back, and then the Mariners will fire their their manager. Or he went back to the Mariners and was like, I'll play as long as you fire Bruce Arians. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, I guess we'll fire <laughs> Bruce Arians. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, right, and then who, and they had, um, who was their, like, Rookie of the Year candidate, either last year or two years ago. Oh, um, I think you're thinking of Kyle Lewis. Yes. He's an exciting player. All right, uh, who are your shortstops? Uh, shortstops, beyond Bo Bichette, oh, I right. have Haseon Kim. Nice. From the Padres. We, we talked have... about him. Yes. You may remember have... him from earlier in the episode. Yeah, I think he was somewhere uh, right before we talked about Jerickson Profar. <laughs> right. So if you skipped ahead to the Jerickson Profar portion, maybe I think that this is this episode is best listened to <laughs> like a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> Start at minute nineteen, then like go all the way through to now, which is minute forty nine fifty, and then rewind to minute fifteen to get some Haseon Kim news. Yes, that is exactly how it should be done. And if you do go to minute uh, seven, you die. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and then my other shortstop is O'Neill Cruz, who is currently in the minors. Yep. <laughs> but I, I assume supposed to be brought up. He's supposed to be brought up. Do you know about him? I don't. He's an interesting player. He's like a Pirates prospect who uh, is, I think, 6'7 and like 200 pounds. Wow. Um, which is like a very unusual dimensions for a shortstop. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, like, he's like the Ben Simmons of shortstops without, without the drama and yeah. the baggage. Yeah, but he is from Australia. Is he really? No. Okay. Uh, all right, so who do you got? In, oh, and what... Oh. Never mind. What, who do you got in the outfield? Uh, outfield, I have Starling Marte, another Met. Mm-hmm. I have Mark Canha, another Met. I've got Hunter Dozier, a Royal. Ian Happ, a Cub. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes, a Guardian. Jesus Sanchez, a Marlin. Kevin Smith, a Diamondback. And Josh Naylor, who is hurt, but he w- is a Guardian sometimes. And any of that were any of them uh, fairly high draft picks for you? Uh, I think Marte was okay because um, he's another like steals guy. Um, you know, they accumulate a lot of points if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, he does what he's supposed to be doing. But you know, Mets are going to Josh Crones, so yes, that is the main thing they do. Josh Crones are the Mets. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah. Who's on your pitching staff? Pitching staff, uh, beyond Sandy Alcantara is Dylan Cease from the White Sox. 
uh, Carlos Carrasco, another Met. Zach Gallen, Arizona Diamondback. Aaron Savale, Cleveland Guardian. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, Seattle Mariner. Uh, and then, oh, I have Freddie Peralta down here. I don't know how he got so far down, but <laughs> very good Brewer player. And then, uh, oh, I guess I only took one reliever, who's Ryan Presley. Who is the Rangers? Uh, he's a closer for the Astros. Oh, oh, yes, I should know that. I have seen him. I've seen him pitch on the yeah, team. Just... <laughs> um, I've I... seen you on TV. <laughs> You're Kyle Presley or something Presley. Brandon You're... Presley. You're CJ Presley Crone. <laughs> <laughs> know him well. I know him well. Uh, cool. Any... Um, so sounds like a well-rounded team. Um, any, uh, outside of your fantasy team, any, like, what's sort of the, any big stories this season that we may not have touched on or some teams um, that are maybe are very interesting? Well, I think probably like the big story that's going right now. I mean, you know, uh, I guess we didn't get too much into it, but the Dodgers have become like the 2018 Golden State Warriors. They just have all the good players. Yeah. Um, but then also, uh, I don't think they really changed the rules with the new collective bargaining agreement to facilitate this. But a lot of prospects are going to be starting the year with their big league club, which is cool. Um, it's it just not because of any collective bargaining rules, just because that's where they are. Like, like Spencer Torkelson is going to start the mm -hmm. year with the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Um, and what's his name? Um, is it's like a Mariners outfielder. Oh, Julio Rodriguez is a very exciting uh. young player who's going to start with them. So, and that, uh, Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt. The so Royals it's is... a lot of like exciting prospects who I think everyone sort of anticipated being sent down for a few weeks at least. Okay. So, I mean, that is, I, I don't know if this will do anything for baseball's popularity, but it was a shame to see the problems they were having because even before these prospects, a lot of like young players with star power, I felt like, you know, in like Vlad Jr. and Shohei Otani and Fernando Tatis for sure. Um, yeah, like Randy Arozarena is kind of has star power and charisma. Um, Rays should be pretty good, I guess, this year, right? As they always yeah, are. they're always pretty good, right? Yeah. But but they, I mean, Wander Franco had an amazing rookie year. Does he still qualify yeah. as a rookie? I think he's no longer a rookie. Okay, but yeah, he was great and great in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah there's. So many exciting young players. I mean, it's always the same sort of story with baseball. They don't market their personalities well. Mm -hmm. Somehow football is more popular, even though you can't see the players' faces. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they need to market these guys. Bo Bichette. Yeah, I mean, they're just like, they have so many sort of charismatic young players. Uh, everything I've even heard about this Julio uh, Rodriguez prospect is that he's like a very fun player who's like goofing around and stuff he likes and, he likes to he likes to mess around and horse yeah. around 
Oh yeah. That's sort of his main thing is forcing around. He's like giving people <laughs> no geese in the dugout. <laughs> and they're just jokes. Just, just, you know, just, just, just lighthearted fooling around. No, no, nothing mean spirited. No, they're, yeah, they're his friends, you know? Yeah. He's like, put a little fake cat poop in their bat bag. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the old cat poop in the bat bag trick. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. He's got a lot he's he's got a lot of friends. I'm sure his he's friends with Will Myers too, but not best friends with Will Myers. No, he's just okay friends with yeah. him. Cool. Um so it should be a fun season. I I will tune in if you all out there tune into this show, I'll tune into baseball. How about that for a deal? Wow. Please let him watch a baseball game <laughs> Please. this year. <laughs> Please. If you want me to watch baseball, you know what you need to do. Um, Marcus, anything you'd like to plug before we finish up? Um, yeah, I will plug the Armory Comedy, uh, where uh, a friend of mine named Brian Pacman and I both perform improv. Mm -hmm. And that uh, happens at The Tank, which is 36th and 8th in New York City. Uh, and also, we're going to start up our sketch program again soon. Which yeah, it's so interesting. Improv, you don't write it. And then with no, sketch, you write it. The rules. And then sketch, you write yes. it beforehand. That's the difference. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody says something that wasn't in the script, they get they get cut. No, I mean that's why uh, Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, he went off script. Don't do yeah. that. Don't, Don't do, do that. Well, I of course am at Larry the Athlete on all social media, and you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. <laughs>